Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. That was a good one. I mean, is there ever a bad one? <laughs> uh, there was two that were bad. Uh, hi, Ellie. Okay. <laughs> hi, Scott. This is Scott Eckert. And this is Ellie Kemper. And this is our podcast, Born to Love, uh, the podcast where we talk about things that we love and we bring on a guest to talk about the things that they love. How are you, Ellie? I'm good. I am loving life. No, I'm good. I'm great. I'm really excited. I'm always in a good mood when I'm talking to you, Scott. Oh, that's sweet. Or I shouldn't say that. I should say my mood turns into a good one when I'm talking to you. Because I I don't only call you or or host a podcast with you when I'm in a good mood. Mm -hmm. I can be in whatever mood. And as soon as I start talking with you... I'm in a good mood. Oh, that's nice. Well, the good news is, Ellie, I came in already in a good mood. I know, Scott. You mentioned you were giddy. I'm a little bit giddy. And the reason, Ellie, is that I just came back from a little trip to Las Vegas. Uh, uh, oh, oh, <laughs> What was that song? What? What it's the Vegas song, baby. <laughs> it's the song you sing when you just got back from Vegas. What happened? Well, Why did you go there? Tell me. My everything. wife and I uh, just decided, sort of on on the spur of the moment, that we deserved a little celebration, and we went for one night in Vegas. And one of the nice things about living in Los Angeles is that that is a thing you can do. You can just drive to Las Vegas. Oh. Yes, we should mention you're in Los Angeles. You didn't just charter a jet from, you know, <laughs> no. Pittsburgh. No, I did not. No, no. Okay. Pittsburgh, no, very fine yeah. city. I like its bridges. But but no, I live in Los Angeles. It's not it's not so close to Las Vegas. Yeah. No, it's not. You would need to char- charter a private jet if you wanted to get there. It's the only way to do it. Yeah, um, yeah that's the only way you can cross the country. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is... That like every single time I go to Vegas, I'm and which is not very often. I've been probably less than six or seven times in my whole life. Um, I'm simultaneously sort of disgusted because it's such a gross place, but on the other hand, I am elated. Like they call it the the Disneyland for adults or whatever, and it is exactly that. 
It is just a yeah. city of sin that where all your heart's desires aren't just <laughs> indulged, they're foisted on you. The oh food, my goodness. The yep. food, the games, the gambling, the ladies, if that's something you're into, music, okay. rides, everything. The, the, the oxygen pumping into the casinos to keep you awake. The <laughs> yes. no windows so you don't know if it's day or night. And I want to clarify something. We are talking specifically about the tourist part of Las Vegas because Las Vegas itself is a fine city. We're talking about the tourist part with all the attractions and the performers and the casinos and the food and the oxygen. That part can be a little bit wild. That's the Disneyland for adults, right? That's the place I love. I can't I can't comment on, on Las Vegas proper. I'm sure it's a fine place. I've only ever been to the Strip I've yes. only ever gambled away my money and regretted it and drank too much and had a good time. Ellie, one reason I wanted to bring this up is that I've got plenty of opinions about Vegas. One thing I don't know about you, have you ever been to Las Vegas? Scott, does a snail move slowly? Yes, I've been to Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> could only think of a snail just then. The yes, only I- image in my, yeah. I, the answer is yes. I I have been twice. I went once for, um, oh wait, maybe I've only been once. It maybe seemed like two trips. I went there for my bachelorette party. It for was your ins- bachelorette. Oh yeah, for my own bachelorette. Oh no, I have been there twice. I went for a friend's bachelorette party and then I went for my bachelorette party. Is that crazy? It's not crazy. It's the place to go when you want to have fun. Like a bachelorette party. We want to have fun. Where are we going to go? Vegas. That's it. it. Did you make a lot of mistakes, Ellie? I made so many poor decisions, and yet I made some really good ones. And so, you know, it's the yin and the yang. It's like everything at once. But I, I, both times I left Las Vegas, I was spent. And I don't mean like I gambled my money away. I mean, I was depleted. And this was before I had any real life responsibilities and I still felt depleted. So I know what you're talking about. Now, as a grown man with a wife and children, I'm curious to know what a night in Vegas looks like for you. Well, uh, this most recent visit was actually somewhat tame. Like I said, it was, you know, spur of the moment. The last trip that I took was one of the most fun and magical nights I've ever had. I was trying not to compare this most recent visit with that one because I knew it would never live up. Long story short, we splurged. We got a plane from Las Vegas that last time. And the fun thing about a plane in Las Vegas is it takes like 40 minutes, right? It's like, it's it's the world's shortest flight. But you still have to arrive to go through security super early, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my wife and I showed up at the airport. We spent that time waiting at the terminal, having a couple cocktails. Of course you did. We had a couple cocktails on the plane. We get (gasps) to the casino. Uh-oh. I tried to convince my wife, you know what I really want to see? I want to see a magic show. She was like, magic is lame, Scott. And I was like, no, it's not. But of course, she's kind of the boss, so no magic show is in the cards. We landed. We are, we're already probably five cocktails in. We start gambling, okay? Uh-oh, we sit down no. at the blackjack table, and I do okay. But my wife starts winning. And doesn't stop. She won like $500 at the blackjack table. What? And the whole time, we're just pounding, (laughs) pounding these drinks. So finally, it's like 8 p.m. or something. We haven't had any food. Oh, We're very, very drunk. We're very 
rich because my wife has just won. And she's like, we better get up and get some food. We stand up and are like sort of stumbling through the haze of this casino. And a stranger jumps in front of us (gasps) and goes, hey, do you guys want to see a magic show? I've got two extra tickets and I can't get rid of them. (laughs) My wife and I look at each other and we're like, yes, of course we want to see a magic show. My dream came true. My dream of seeing a magic show uh, came true, Ellie. And, I mean, in, like, a, a wonderful, beautiful twist, Vanessa, your wife, maybe was um uh, drunk and more into magic <laughs> than she may have been. It, uh, was, previously, it was even which is more fantastic. astonishing. We were so that's astonished. That's it. Everything is... <laughs> That's it. That's it. Wait, so did you go to the magic show? Did you get food first? We didn't get food first. We went to the magic show, free magic show. They were spectacular seats. Uh, and then Wait, I cannot after. believe this man offered you free. He didn't want I thought for sure, okay, yeah, but what's the what's the hitch here? Like there has to no be No hitch. We were winners that night, Ellie. It was a man who was like part of a big group. There was like 12 or 14 people or something, and for whatever reason, one of the couples didn't show up. So We got to be that couple. They were great seats. There was tons of sleight of hand. There were illusions that were astonishing. And my wife, by the way, her back pocket, thick with her winnings, right? So With her winnings of five. Did you go out and eat like kings after? We went to the little, what is it? Not Little Caesars. What's it called? Caesars Palace. We went to Little Caesars. Yeah. Pizza place. No, we Uh, went to. Yeah, you went to. (laughs) We went to Big Caesars. We went to Big Caesars. The buffet at Big Caesars is the most opulent all-you-can-eat buffet in the world. And it's just, it really is representative of the whole city to me because they're just like, Gorgeous. No, the whole tourist part of the city. I don't want to offend any native Las Vegans. Okay. Vegas. I don't want to offend any any of them either. I mean, I'm the tourist part, sure. The part that everyone cares about and is awesome. (laughs) No, that don't say that. Oh, Jen Nails. Remember Jen Nails? She's she was raised in Las Vegas. She didn't grow up in Big Caesars. She grew up in the, you know, city of Las Vegas, which we we don't, you and I admittedly know very little about. Okay. Yes. The touristy part forces you to gorge yourself. You like shrimp? Yes, I do. You like tacos? Yes, I do. You like pizza? Yes, I do. You like canapes? You know it. Desserts of every variety? Pile them up. I love it. Did $500 cover it? I have to ask. Well, that... <laughs> that... Yes, it did. That I mean, the, the, the Big Caesars buffet is, is expensive, but it's not $500. Uh, so we walked away with a little something-something at the end of that visit. This visit, we weren't so lucky, but you know what? We came away having fun. <laughs> Um, we should probably shift gears, Ellie, because we've got a spectacular guest. Her name is Mamrie Hart. She's a writer, a comedian, online superstar, really, is probably the best description. She co-hosts a weekly podcast called This Might Get Weird with Grace Helbig, and her YouTube channel has over 100 million views. Mamrie is also a New York Times best-selling author, a screenwriter, and she was the host of her own show on Food Network, Tiny Food Fight. Mamrie also happens to be an old friend of ours. Yeah. So, Ellie, what uh, what was Mamrie born to love? Scott, Mamrie was born to love a certain man named Guy Fieri. Also, fun fact about Mamrie, also just returning from Las Vegas where she was gambling. Fun fact about Guy Fieri, he's got Vegas-style restaurants, I think. I don't know. I don't actually know yeah. that that's true, but it seems like that that there's a branding thing, an overlap there, potentially. Vegas is in the air. It's on the airwaves. It's in the podcast ether today. When we come back, very, very excited to talk with Mamrie Hart. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary in Indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Everybody, here we are. Today is a blessed day indeed because we are here with Mamrie Hart. Hi, Mamrie. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. We are really excited to have you. You're here to talk about your love, Guy Fieri, who I'm very excited to hear about why and how much you love him. I'm excited to hear if you guys are also on board because I feel like this can be a polarizing choice, but I I need you to know that I don't love him ironically. I legitimately adore the man. I should say, I'm going to put my cards on the table. I think that I love Guy Fieri. He seems like the kind of guy that I would love, and he seems like it's the kind of cuisine that I do love, but I will con- <laughs> I will confess to you, I don't know very much about Guy Fieri. So you're going to have to like I'm I'm using this a little bit as a as an entree. Okay, okay. To get it. <laughs> culinary term, kick up, meal term, <laughs> cooking term. As an okay. entree into Guy Fieri. So so what's the scoop on Guy Fieri? <laughs> well, what's so funny, Scott, is probably his actual cooking is the thing I love least about him. Uh oh. It's the man himself. <laughs> it's the man himself. Here's the thing: is that he has built the life that I want. Oh, yes. I can understand that. In, w- in what specific ways? Okay. I'll do a broad covering. I'll do the buffet and then we'll get into the dishes. Okay. 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 He has basically figured out a way for his career to be other chefs cooking him food. Period. <laughs> 
most of the time at his own ranch in Northern California. He is a philanthropist. He has tiny dogs. He has his own wine line. He is like unabashedly trying to get his kids to be like Nepo babies and like mm-hmm. forcing it down his audience's throat. Mm-hmm. I just love the whole gamut. And also mm-hmm. he's a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. You see oh, a, yeah. You see a shadow puppet of Guy Fieri. You know who it is. Well, that's exactly right. There's no mistaking him. Wait, but because of the goofy hair, is that the most iconic? He looks like a Muppet to me a little bit. D- Hello? What do you think I'm going for? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I think it's the blonde hair and the glasses on the back of the neck. Yeah. Yes. I'm so curious to know if that is what he set out to do. Mm. How much of this was intentional? How much of this was what he aspired to do? Because he's hugely successful at what he does in a niche where it feels like not a lot of people are successful. But I also, I like Scott. I, similar to Scott, is what I meant. I don't like know. him. I, I like Scott. You know, I do. I was born medium. to like him. I like him medium. And Not also, born to love Scott. Born to tolerate. I don't to like Scott. Medium like him, Scott. <laughs> born to medium like. Okay. Um, but I feel like, sure. Yeah, I like Guy Fieri. But I don't have a passion for him, which okay. you do. So what is it about his personality? Or go through the dishes as you were about to. And maybe just treat me like I don't know anything about him other than his funny sunglasses and haircut. Okay. So he's a chef who has built an empire. Is that right? What's the deal? Okay, picture this. Sometime in the 70s, little Guy Fieri, 11 years old, living in Northern California, makes a bicycle-powered pretzel cart (laughs) that is what he did some kids like the highest they can think of is a lemonade stand he made a soft pretzel cart and and drove it around town for salty treats oh guy is it bicycle operated insofar as that it's being towed by a bicycle or is the act of bicycling powering (laughs) the pretzel maker you know I haven't figured out the exact mechanics but I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt yeah it's both I think I think the axles spun the dough um (laughs) (laughs) honestly honestly nobody would put that past him I mean you know it's like there's a reason he's so good at what he does he thinks outside the box that's what I'm saying so he like loved food from an early age then he went and studied in France then he came back he's working lots of restaurants this and that but the reason why like my first inkling of love for him is Food Network which I'm like that's my ultimate love of all time like I've been to a taping of Iron Chef America by myself and that's like a five hour taping wait I just have to ask, do you cook? Yes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Like it's an obsession. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Yes. 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 Um, okay. So he was on the second season of uh, what I forget what it was called, but Food Network basically had their like next chef, like you get mm-hmm. a TV show and he was season two and he's kind of the only one who's blown it out of the water. So he's like our Kelly Clarkson. A food network. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Starts as an inventor, loves food, and it turns into Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. yeah and right. since then, he's just built like a, a pantheon of yeah. TV shows. You know, it started with him going around to Greasy Spoons, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. We all know the Triple D. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. spun into Triple G, Guys mm-hmm. Grocery Games. <laughs> guys Grocery Games. Scott. I love it. 
Welcome to your new obsession. Is it a price game? Because I'll tell you what, I do all the grocery shopping for my family. I feel like I would, I don't even know what it is. I feel like I would win. This is why I love it. They straight up built a fake grocery store and contestants have different games where they'll have to be like, only frozen foods. Or it'll be like, everything under $15, give me your best date night meal. Or it'll be like, surf and turf, but... You know, I, I, right, but everything right. starts with a letter Q, you know, right. like, it's like, what, what do I do with that? Um, but it's very like hijinxy and stupid. And he also has incorporated his son Hunter into it, who has Nepo, zero yeah. stage presence. Oh, zero. Mm. okay. Okay. Does he, does, he has zero stage presence. Does he seem like he enjoys being there? Yes. He's like early 20s, like went to culinary school, but he's okay. no papa. No. Well, that, so okay. that's, I'm very curious about this because I don't know how many children Guy has. Oh, three. Three, three boys. Are they all in the same marriage? I don't know why I'm asking. I'm just curious. Guy's been married since the 90s. Same woman. Love it. Of course he has. Love I love it, it too. Love it. Well Fidelity, done, guy. Long lasting marriage. Three children, <laughs> all from it. And so now this might be a memory. I know you love him with all your heart, so I don't want to offend you. I'll Is there it. something? Well, I like that he's unabashedly, that he's not like secretly trying to promote his kids. He's like yeah. unabashedly making them. You mentioned the one going to culinary school. Are they all three chefs in training or chefs, practicing chefs? You know, that I don't know, but I don't think so. I think it's oh, just good. Hunter. However, okay. another thing I love, Guy. Yeah. He has his own wine line, you know, Northern California. And he named it after his two first boys, Hunter and Ryder. It's called Hunt and Ride. Oh, Lord. Okay. Guys, I'm <laughs> right. in level three sommelier certification. I'm obsessed yeah. with wine. Wow. And here's the deal. He doesn't really promote it. He wants it to be like an actual, legit, award-winning wine. Like, it doesn't have his name on the label. He doesn't put on his Instagram. As a level three sommelier, is it any good? I haven't tried it. <laughs> why, would, why would you? You don't want to meet your hero. You don't want to taste your hero. I don't want to leave with a literal bad taste in my mouth. You know? No, exactly right. I, I actually, I'm not kidding. Don't don't ever try it. Really don't. You just want to think that it's perfection. I have a tip for God. I, as a non-Somalier, non-really wine drinker, I will tell you, I, I don't know about Hunt and Ride. I know it's sweet of after the boys. What's the what's the third child named? It's, so it's Hunter Ryder, <laughs> and is it like Learner? Here's the deal. Or something? <laughs> Hunter uh, Ryder. Uh, it should be like Skinner. You know what I mean? Skinner! <laughs> Ooh, you yes. Skinner, yeah. Then you ride, then you skin it. Then you skin it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the third kid. I do know his dog's name. Tell the dogs. He's got a big bull mastiff named Roxy. He's got a German shepherd, but here's why I love him. He has a French bulldog named Cash yeah. that yeah. rides with him everywhere. And a chihuahua named Smokey. Oh my God. Wait, wait, four dogs? Four dogs. Two of them huge. You said huge. German shepherd and mm-hmm. what was and it? And I think a mastiff of sorts. Is which is big, right? Yeah, I, I, okay, yeah. I heard mastiff. I thought massive. I thought, okay, that must be big dog. We are talking big Someone dog. Someone took now. Latin. Somebody <laughs> knew. <laughs> I love etymology. I just love it. I love that. <laughs> That's the next episode. So basically, he has this whole like ranch in Northern California. We've got vineyards. We've got farm. We've got. French bulldogs riding around on golf carts. You know, it's ideal. So then he comes out with a show called Guy's Ranch, where literally he invites like, I'm talking James Beard chefs to come up there and cook meals with him. And he just walks around from station to station taking bites. 
And then chooses oh which gosh. one of his friends he thought cooked the best dish. Oh, my gosh. That's Ideal. what he does in his ranch. He just invites people to come and forces them to compete against each other in culinary competitions. It's That's a how it show works. on Food Network. Guy's Big Ranch. He doesn't even have to leave the house. Does his... I am. I want to know. So you mentioned he grew up in Northern California. Um, I, well, I, I have to know if he's bought his relatives' houses. Like it, if he has bought houses for them. Do you know? What does that have to do with Northern <laughs> California? Yeah. Is that well, a do you mean like houses on his compound or be, just like could in be general? Could be Scott, but also I was curious to know. I wanted to like, <laughs> I wanted to get my bearings. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm in Northern California. Guy grew up around here. Mm. So he's not sending money back home to Maine or Florida or Tennessee. He's like, presumably his relatives, if they're still alive, are nearby. And I want to know if he's the son yeah. who buys his old mom a house. We love I'm those. assuming yes. We love those children. Um, I'm assuming yes, only because I'm mm-hmm. not sure about Guy's father, if he's with us, or the relationship. Okay. But Guy's mother will occasionally make a cameo on Guy's grocery games. I love it. Let's say it's a Mother's Day episode. She comes out and gives a little clue. I love it. I'm loving I love all that. of this. You've 100% convinced me that this man is a prince. <laughs> Scott, you want another one? Well, more factoids. This is just this is, <laughs> this is just Guy Fieri facts. Memory is all that we want to hear. Okay. So back in 2015... Okay. Guy loved his sister, who was a lesbian, and she is no longer with us. In honor of her, he married 101 same-sex couples in one day. Guy, could we love you Could you cry for a guy? I mean, this man can't make a wrong move. And his heart... Oh, tell us, Scott. Yeah, yeah. you're really going to win over the crowd now, how he could make a wrong move. Look, he's a showman, obviously. He (laughs) knows how to make the grocery... Sing. Fun, right? Okay. So I don't want to. I don't want to yuck somebody's yum, and 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 that's cool. Of course, I'm a big proponent of you know lesbians who love each other getting married, doing it in some sort. Of, okay. <laughs> some sort of event where there's a hundred of them all at the same time. Two hundred. It was a hundred. Oh, it was two hundred and two. Okay. I thought it was hundred and one. Two hundred and two. Yeah, two hundred and two. <laughs> It just seems like an unusual way to memorialize someone's passing. I'm not knocking it. It's just, am I wrong? You feel you feel it's a little too showboaty. Is that? Is I don't that know that I'm, I'm saying it's too showboaty. I don't want to judge. You're anti. This, you're anti lesbian. Is that what I? Is yeah. that right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Is no, that no. on record? You misunderstood. You misunderstood. No, Scott. I, I do have a question. Are you saying it's too like chaotic? It's like too many people to be married at once. No, people I would get stressed some, out. It just, it wasn't at the funeral, right? It just no. seems like an unusual thing. I think it was like for a pride event or something. You know, I think he okay. is very like, for a guy who has fiery tips and yeah. serves a thing called trash can nachos. And, you know, is yes. this vibe, I think a yes. lot of people probably gravitate towards him who are a little yeah. bit on the right. And I yes. think that's a very public way to be like, oh, no, dude, I am LGBTQ plus Absolutely. positive. Absolutely. I like it. In the oh, state yeah, of yeah, totally. Florida. So. I retract my misgivings. Okay. Also, wait a minute. Is his maiden name or his born name, is it Fieri? Here we go. Okay, all right. Tell me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he was born Guy Fairy. 
F-E-R-R-Y. But his grandfather, like when he immigrated, was Fieri. Fieri. So he oh. took that name back, um, you know, because that sounds cooler. But another yeah. thing, his middle name, Ramsey, spelled exactly like Gordon Ramsey. So he could have easily capitalized on that and did. Wow. He seems like the opposite of Gordon Ramsey. Gordon yeah. Ramsey seems like a very mean man. His whole thing <laughs> is, I'm a mean man. And Guy Fieri's whole thing seems like a nice man. And Am that's I ex- wrong? No. I don't think so. No, I don't think you're wrong. I do like Gordon when he's interacting with children. I think it's adorable. Wait, I can't remember. Who is the one who saves restaurants that are falling out of business? Is that also Gordon Ramsay? That's Gordon, but that's a great segue, Ellie. (laughs) That's what that's. I could smell a segue and I decided to go put it in my nose. Here we go. Guy Fieri, (laughs) during the pandemic, raised $21 million and started a fund called the Restaurant Relief Fund. And he gave out $500 relief checks to 43,000 restaurant workers. Oh my gosh. He raised more money for restaurants during the pandemic than any other person. So put that in your pipe, Scott. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm a guy Fieri lover. It's weird that you, it's taking so much convincing for you, Scott. I know. (laughs) It's weird. We are like trying so hard to like, Convince you to like even medium like him. This guy is, I feel like for a public figure, you always Mm -hmm. have to wonder how much of this is for show, how much of this is from the goodness of your heart, how much is whatever. I'm not gonna name names. I see a lot of reality stars, very well-known people who didn't raise that much money for restaurant relief. Okay. Well, all of them, right? Well, no one. (laughs) Only him. I see a lot of reality shows, celebrities. Beyonce didn't raise that much money for restaurant relief. Well, Scott, you don't want the beehive coming for this podcast. Yeah, Yeah, Scott, you you are. I mean, I don't know what you are uh, trying to accomplish here. You're getting a lot of people very angry with you. (laughs) Mostly me. Yeah, Beyonce did. This is his first go to. He's like, the most like well, she's like the queen, right? She's like the best. Well, whatever. With the most know. rabid fan base. She has a yeah. rabid fan base. And so yeah, you don't say want something to about Taylor Swift unfavorably. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's next, right, Scott? Did Taylor Swift <laughs> raise $21 million for restaurant relief? No, she did. No. Mm-mm. No, I don't no, think she, she did. did. I'm, I, I'm I don't not gonna confirm did. or deny. Hey, Bernie Sanders, all you Bernie Sanders people out there. <laughs> Didn't None. raise $21 million no. for restaurant, really. Hey, Donald Trump fans. <laughs> Didn't raise anything. Donald did Trump. Donald Trump raise $21 million for restaurant relief? He did not. No. Nope. Nope. You have mm-hmm. all, you have the entire country coming after you now. Yeah. Scott. Fred <laughs> Rogers, the beloved <laughs> Mr. Rogers, never raised $21 million for restaurant relief. Wow. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary in Indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. The portrait that we're painting of this man is so lovely. It's no wonder to me why you love him. And when did you first start loving him? What was the first thing? Or was it a gradual love? What or did it all come like a lightning bolt? Yeah. No, I think it was a gradual love, which is what I think all lasting yeah. loves. Oh, need. yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't hot and heavy out of right. the gate. I watched his next food network star. I finally remember the name yeah. of it. And you know, I liked him just fine. But the first show they gave him, he was cooking. It was called Guy's Big Bite. And while it was great, and he everything had a Cabo Wabo <laughs> margarita on the side. <laughs> I, once again, I'm not in love with his cooking. I'm in love with the way he interacts right. with people. His right. catchphrases, you know, he has a show now called Tournament of Champions that literally, it's like the biggest chefs in the world. It's no longer like, let's bring in this guy. He has a pretty good restaurant in Wichita. It's like the Michelin star chefs and he does it every March and it's a March Madness bracket of chefs. And all he does is walk around tasting stuff, talking <laughs> It's the best. But so I'd say it was gradual. I have I have a very strong opinion about cooking shows. Okay. And it's interesting because Ellie hosts the Great American. I, I hosted a baking show. Ellie, once. I've never yes. been more jealous of a human in my life. Mamrie, you're next. Get over there. Uh, Go I, do it. I could it do another is... episode about that show. Like, it's yeah, so good. That show is a great uh, show. Here's why I think that cooking shows are by far the best competition shows. Yes. Because here's the thing. You can watch a singing competition, a fashion competition, a dancing competition, and you can form an opinion. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And you can feel cheated by the judge, by the audience, whatever. It's like, oh, no, I didn't want so-and-so to win or they were robbed. Right. Cooking show has all of the human drama, all of the same feats of spectacular skill that you would find in those other shows. And yet you're a complete and total slave to the judges, to the producers. You can never disagree with the outcome because your favorite person can be baking the most amazing thing. And then they taste, they're like, 
It's too salty. It's dodgy. Yes. Your heart breaks. Mm-hmm. Your heart breaks. You're like, oh, why did you put so much salt in? <laughs> and I absolutely love it because it, it, every other competition show, at some time or another, I get off the boat. I'm like, this. Like, ex- <laughs> <laughs> the swear boat she she deserved to win yeah. she was f-ing robbed right but not the cooking shows not never not once i'm always just so disappointed when my favorites don't win but scott do you mean because it is impossible for you to know is that what you mean yes i can't taste the food i can see mm-hmm. the dress i'm like what? Yeah. you can watch the dance you can hear the song that's it but mm-hmm. you cannot taste the food. And that's why these shows will go on until Kingdom Come. Because yes. Biblical reference? <laughs> I, I don't know. Until Kingdom Come. Because until the end of time, until Armageddon returns. Because mm-hmm. nobody will ever know except the tasters. That's exactly right. Exactly. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because the concept of taste, having good taste mm-hmm. in art, in movies, in music. I will tell you. I know what my own taste is, but I'm not convinced it's good taste. Right. So when I'm eating something, I like someone like Guy because he feels relatable. Mm -hmm. Even though I know he's bicycle powering his pretzel carts and he's raising millions of dollars, he also feels like somebody who I would want to have a beer with. Yeah. And so when he renders a verdict, I totally trust him. Absolutely. You know? I mean, the thing is, I like about him as a judge, and I totally get what you're saying, Scott. I Because look, when you watch Project Runway or anything else, like you said, it's it's a matter of opinion. But actual food, when you taste it, like your body responds. It's out of your control. Yes. It's literally like on your tongue, you know? Right. So not getting that experience. But what I like about Guy which no other really host does, is he goes around and he tastes stuff as he goes to the point where sometimes on Guy's Grocery Games, he's tasting stuff and I think they're not going to have enough to put on the plate. Right. He's a snacker, which I relate to as opposed to just, you know, what's his name? Ted Allen on Chopped is just standing there stoically dropping facts about each ingredient. Guy's over there going like, you're going to put some salt on that? Oh, I love Ooh, that. I love that. Uh, he's helping as it goes. He'll pull up the fryer and be like, keep an eye yep. on those beignets. You know, he's yep. he's kind of <laughs> guiding guiding it so that everyone can feel good in the end. You know, he's never going to sabotage a contestant. One more fact, which is pertinent to you, Ellie. Yeah. Okay. Uh-oh. Is that Melissa McCarthy in interviews, said she based her character on Bridesmaids, on Guy Fieri. No. And even asked to have short blonde hair. What? And they were like, that's too far. That is incredible. Yep. I never, I've never heard that. Mm-hmm. That is incredible. So. Now, but here, that is so interesting to me, Mamrie, as somebody who knows intimately the, I don't know, behavior, tics, uh, manner of Guy Fieri. That's you. You know intimately those things. <laughs> Did, would you say because it um when you saw bridesmaids were you like dead ringer well yeah I, I'm putting you in an uncomfortable position because what are you gonna say like oh yeah the, she really captured his essence I would. that's not what she was trying to do but she did base do you see any overlap I do you know why is because the thing I love about guy is he is so completely himself mm. like oh, there oh, is no it. air yep. he doesn't put on anything and he's incredibly his confidence is only matched by his his care. So, you right. know, so that character was like wildly 
confident, yes. but not cocky, yeah. but lovable. Yeah. And so I think yes. that was captured. And that's I think, where the overlap was. I think that's where my the root of my love comes from him. It's like yep. he is, absolutely doesn't care how much he gets made fun of. That money goes towards things, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is I really want to know more about his upbringing, like what helped to shape what Ooh, made Guy Guy. I do know he had a very intense horse injury as a <gasps> teenager. And like was in the hospital for months and months and had to like relearn stuff. What happened? Was he trampled? I think he was trampled and he had like a big injury. Yeah. So it humbled him. Those childhood injuries, they can really form, they can help to shape the Titans that we know today. Mm -hmm. The Titan we're discussing. Yeah. Guy Fieri. The trash can nacho Titan. If there's a Guy Fieri biopic or when there's a Guy Fieri biopic, who would be like ideal casting apart from Melissa McCarthy? Because she channeled him so well. Who is like, who is someone that we can think of that might really channel what you were talking about, a confidence without a cockiness, a sort of generosity of spirit. I have a guess. Charisma. Yeah. What's yours, Ellie? Okay. I'm waiting to be surprised. It's an unlikely guess. Oh, we never think of it. Like, if we came up with a list in our heads, like 10 names. I don't think so. Philip Seymour Hoffman is no longer with us. Just no, no, let's, he's let's not, he's not, he's not on the up. table. Okay. He's not on the table, but he would have been he incredible. He would have been incredible. Don't you think? Incredible. John Candy, so, also not with us. Uh, nope, nope, no, not him. Don't break this it to would, me like that, that, Scott. This guy would have to put a, yeah, don't. You guys, as I'm, as I, the longer I've made you wait, the longer I've made you like salivate waiting for my, the food that I'm about to serve you. We're willing to wait because it's the perfect one, right? But I'm losing confidence as everything goes by. It popped into my head and I don't think it's a good one at all. I want to know. I want to know. Guys, it's, it's Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I told you it's an unlikely casting choice. Yeah, I think no, Matthew I McConaughey mean... is really likable. Am I the only one? I mean, there's no similar. He would have to put on the biggest acting chops he has. And pounds. And pounds and LBs. You would need to put on. The problem is the LBs, if we're being honest. That's the only problem. You know who could do it? Matt Damon could do it. Of course he could. I Matt think Damon he could, could do, do it very it. well. Matt Damon, Damon could definitely Damon do it. rocks. And he could do it. <laughs> Matt Damon rocks. And he could do it. He could He could pull off a Guy Fieri. I think Wouldn't he could. you love to see Matt Damon? Yes. He's gained maybe 40 pounds. Yes. He's got the hair and he's just walking from station to station, picking foods and licking Rocking. his fingers. Yes. yes. He's I an everyman. But we, but Mamrie. That's the whole, that's it, is that you named the man who can play the everyman, <laughs> and that's him, and he'll do it so well. He will. I mean, I don't know what you, uh, uh, there's another not very controversial figure, right? Mm-hmm. Matt Damon, sort of universally beloved, yep. right? Am I right? That, he I played Fauci, so. right? What, on SNL, when this whole thing started, weren't we all, didn't he? I think so. I think he did. Am I bragging that I remember that episode? <laughs> I think I am. But was it, and they they must have picked him because they know how, how great he is. My point being, not only is he beloved as a person, but he could disappear into the role. I think so too. I think so. I'm going to throw yes. one more out there. I want it. Not as good, but I got to get yeah. it out there. Okay. Jesse Plemons. Oh, interesting. Jesse very Plemons, interesting. Very, I mean, he's a thespian no. for sure. Hard no. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> You're right. He doesn't have the, he doesn't have the humor. He doesn't have the He humor. doesn't. He's not going to eat. Damon rocks. Damon rocks. Socks. Socks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 
I love I love him, but I I don't think he could pull off Fieri. I agree. Ellie's Ellie's choices are Matthew McConaughey <laughs> and Matt Damon. <laughs> And then Jesse Plemons enters this conversation immediately. Not hard, no, no, I get Me it. Too. <laughs> He'd do it too serious. There wouldn't be enough I think levity. So. He's too. He's too good an actor. I agree. Yeah, that's what I'll say. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But he's he, he'd be too. He's he's dramatic. Yeah. Although you know what? Sometimes the best dramatic actors are the funniest. Mm. In, a, in a surprise twist, because they don't know they're being funny oh, or something. True. But that would that would bring the irony to guy that I don't think is there. I can't wait to write this screenplay. I can't wait. I'm very excited for the biopic. Somebody who already liked, medium liked, Guy Fieri, that's mm-hmm. me. Ha- my my love for him, my like has just grown into love. <gasps> and I, I, I actually am very excited to delve into his world, his yes. universe of programming and... I mean, Guy's Grocery Games. I mean, I'm definitely going to watch that yeah. tonight. Guy's Grocery Games, so much fun. Tons of hijinks. If you need something to fall asleep to, to relax to, that's the Guy's Ranch. And if you want some hardcore competition, it's a uh, tournament of champions. And I'll leave you with that. You know? Memory. I, mean, I love there's, it. Uh, there's a guy for every emotion. <laughs> guy <laughs> for every season. <laughs> I love it. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Mary. Yeah. That's outstanding. I'm convinced. Will you stick around for a couple minutes? Of course. Just play a quick game with if, us? As long as it's a grocery game. It is. <laughs> <laughs> now we want to play a game with you, Mary. It's called Love It or Loathe It. And the game is simple. We're going to lob some items at you, <laughs> and we want to hear whether you Ow. love it over, over the screen. Yikes! I hope you brought your body armor <laughs> and I, <laughs> and you are going to tell us whether you love the thing or loathe the thing. There can be no in between. Okay. You can't be lukewarm. You either love it or you loathe it. Okay. okay. Um, there, there is a correct answer for each. Okay. Scott, you want to start us off? I'm going to start off something a little bit controversial. Do you love or loathe the term influencer? I loathe it. Yes. <laughs> because you are, I mean, I don't know, probably uh, as someone who loathes the term, wouldn't describe yourself that way, but but you have a following. But you a are. A massive following. So I, I loathe it because I feel like it gets blanketed around a group of people. Like an influencer makes sense for someone whose sole purpose on their job is to influence people to buy things. But when you are a person who's just trying to entertain, I don't want to influence anyone except to hit follow and subscribe, baby. You know? Right. I do not like. I've called myself an under the influencer since I make so many cocktails. (laughs) (laughs) That Now that's taking a lemon and making it into some lemonade. A lemon drop I'm with you on that. Oh, that's exactly right. Mamrie, love it or loathe it? Pistachios. Love it. Two nights ago, I made a pistachio pesto with some roasted spicy honey carrots. I think pistachios are an underrated nut. I think they have the most brilliant marketing team. Remember when Whoop'em Gungun Style did a a nab? Oh, right. Yes. And then they had, yes. Sai did a nab for pistachios. Those are two of my favorite things. He cracked them Gungun Style. Oh, (laughs) Stephen Colbert was doing them for a while. I think they have, whoever is behind that nut has really yeah. stepped up. And I also think they're coming out with great flavors. So no, no, they're, I, they're, they're fantastic. They roll with the times. Yeah. I want to know if they use as much. I know almonds often come under the water for, um, yeah. Yeah. And I haven't seen that with pistachios. Almonds are having a tough year. 
Well, there, and I love them, and I'm not helping things. So. Me neither. All right. Well, I mean, I think you're anticipating the next level or low that memory. Okay. What about nuts in general? Oh, wow. Okay, we like we like starting with a niche. A pastiche and going bigger. Well, I mean, you, you're obviously a pistachio lover. Doesn't yeah. seem like you much like almonds. All in. What do you think about nuts? Here's okay. the deal. Love a nut. I love a nut so much that if my boyfriend is out of town, I can't keep them in the house because I'll go for a little snack. How they'll say, just do a little handful of almonds. And all of a sudden, I've eaten 1,400 calories. I know. I know and have I know. a belly ache. I love a nut. However, and I've said this on my podcast, which brought upon some controversial reactions, F a Brazil nut. Who needs them? I am not a Brazil nut girl. If you eat more than two, you can get selenium poisoning, which is a thing. Is that right? Yeah. What? Yeah. What's selenium no poisoning? Clue, but you don't want to get it. Sounds scary. I heard poison. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Besides the band, which is iconic. My mother's favorite nut is macadamia nuts. Oh, she And fancy. she was like, we... The yeah. first time that I ever went to Hawaii, she was like, you got to buy me some macadamia nuts. Yeah. And I was like, so scoffing. And then lo and behold, there are macadamia nuts everywhere. And it, I tried one for the very first time. My mom ain't wrong. Macadamia nuts, delicious. Macadamia yeah, but, uh, nuts are like- A pretty the, penny. Aren't they very expensive? Yeah. They are. They're, yeah. Really, <laughs> they're yeah. very expensive. That's why I'd never had one. I'd say yeah. they're an upper echelon nut for sure. That's it. That's it. Yeah, That's in it. the hierarchy. And, and as far as the Brazil nut, uh, I I had no I there was a moment when I was getting them and I had no idea about this poisoning and I'm great. I mean, knock on wood, but I'm very happy I'm still well, here. I don't know anyone whose favorite <laughs> nut is a Brazil nut. I could talk about this for no. four hours. I feel like they put them in the cocktail mix, like the little planters, yes! just to take up room. I know. Oh, oh yeah, because they're so big. Yeah, yeah, like the country. Yeah. Yep. It's a big nut for sure. It's a come big to Brazil, Brazil nut. Yeah. Come, come to Brazil nut. <laughs> Final love it or loathe it, everybody. Mamrie, love it or loathe it. And by the way, it sounds like I'm building up to something amazing. Boxed wine. <laughs> I don't know why I laugh, but love it or loathe it. Boxed wine. I was hoping it was another nut. Um, I know. <laughs> Perhaps, perhaps a seed. Um, I die. Peanuts. Peanut. Peanut. We're just going to do all the nuts. nuts. We can Honestly, get this would be a four-hour podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. Boxed wine, I'm going to say love it. Here's why. I don't buy boxed wine normally, but they have made strides with the quality of boxed wine. And another yes. thing I will say is boxed wines normally hold about four bottles. So it lowers your recycling or in your waste by a lot. And also yep. it lasts longer because it has, you're not having to like worry about air slipping through the cork and it oxidizing. The little right. lever <gasps> thing is already seals off the air. So it doesn't go bad as fast as a regular oh, bottle. That's, I, I would not have thought that. So box and wine I, for the environment. Yep. You mm -hmm. do, on record, she loves the environment. Okay. She's for it. She's a, and she's a third degree sommelier who loves box. <laughs> you know it, baby. <laughs> All the boxed wine companies are rejoicing right now because they've just gotten a huge stamp of approval from mm -hmm. someone who actually knows about it. There we Scott go. or I would be like, yeah, we love wine in a box. <laughs> but we wouldn't know. Our, I our, know. No, our who, who cares about our... my opinion about wine? I'm not I'm not a Somali. The only thing eh? he likes to whine about is Fred Rogers. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. And lesbian weddings. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't like I like, like lesbian them. weddings. I like you lesbian just weddings. Don't just like not lesbian. at funerals. <laughs> that, it wasn't at a funeral. It's so weird to me that you thought it was at a funeral. It's so weird. 
She didn't even, like, she was like, oh, and in honor of his sister, he married. And you were like, well, that must have been at the funeral. We got to put this as bonus content. <laughs> For the, subs- the paid paying subscribers. The, pay- the paid subscribers are going to uh, get introduced to a whole bunch of lesbian <laughs> funeral. Oh, my. I'm telling you, the content. Yes. All right. Mamrie, you won the game. Oh, you God. won you won, it. won the game. It, Fantastic. All the points. And we want to ask, the Mamrie, points. is there any project current, future, yeah. anything you want to plug oh, at the moment? Absolutely. You don't have to. No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes, do. I have a podcast with my dear friend that we all know, Grace Helbig. And yes. it's, it's called This Might Get Weird. And we've been doing it yep. for four and a half years. It oh comes out goodness. on Wednesdays anywhere. And it's just like a delightful podcast. There is no real format. It's just her and I getting together and talking about what things we did over the week. And it's actually kind of fun because it makes us go do fun things and try to aggregate stories. So it's a good, like, you know, on the way to work, listen, this might get weird. Yep. There it is. Fantastic podcast to smart, funny women talking about things that they've done. I can't recommend it highly enough. Thank you for mentioning it. And Mamrie, it has been such a delight talking with you about Guy Fieri today. I've learned a lot. I love the man. I love you. Thank you for coming on our show. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. If I could do another episode of this podcast, I would be born to love, born to love the podcast. Oh! There we go. Thank you. Very sweet. Thank (laughs) you, Very sweet. Very sweet. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thank you for saying that. All right. Thank you, Mamrie. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the episode. We had a great time talking to May Marie about her love of Guy Fieri. Just a quick note, this interview was recorded before the SAG strike. So take that for what you will and our solidarity to everyone striking out there for... A better contract. For a better contract. Thanks for listening to Born to Love. We'll be back next week with brand new things that we love. We want to hear from you. Leave us a review in Apple Podcasts and tell us what you love. We might even ask one of our guests in an upcoming Love It or Loathe It. Born to Love is hosted and created by Ellie Kemper and Scott Eckert. Our executive producer is Aaron Kaufman. Our producers are Sheena Ozaki and Zoe Denkla. Born to Love is part of Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network in collaboration with iHeart Podcasts. Special thanks to Han Sani, Rachel Kaplan and Adriana Cassiano, Michael Fails, Alex Coral, and Bahid Frazier. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash iHeart.